Welcome and thank you all for showing up for the first full-length episode of You Can't Choose Your Childhood. Before we get started, I have to give a huge shout out to my former Apple coworker, friend, and incredibly talented musician, Tim Kopp. That music you just heard in the beginning is all thanks to him. He truly brought my angsty lesbian vibes to life, and for that, I'm forever indebted. No, but in all seriousness, you are an amazing human, and I look forward to collaborating with you again. Much love to you and your incredible family. So let's get started. Over the past few weeks, I have really, and I mean really, been struggling with how the hell I actually wanted to start this. Like, what even makes the most sense? Where do I begin? I spent way too much time thinking about it, but I found myself continuing to wonder what my first few years of life were like. If they were different, how might that have changed the trajectory of my life? I know that I will never know these things, but I would bet that majority of all of you listeners have thought about this once or twice. So I went with my gut and thought, there's got to be so much value in knowing the before. Helping to paint a picture for you, the audience, but also reminding myself that it wasn't all bad. Before I share the beginning part of my life, though, I would like to acknowledge that from what I'm told, I did have a great first few years of my life. I don't want to discredit that, and I know so many of you have had worse. We all have a different story, and this is mine. To start at the very beginning, I needed to pull in some help. I asked my mom to share with me what she remembers about her and my dad's relationship, her pregnancy, and my first few years of life. I asked my aunt, as she was heavily involved in my earlier years, for some help too. As most of us all know, as adults, we do not really remember things that happened prior to three to four years of age. I wanted to make sure I knew of my first few years to be able to compare them to what I witnessed of both of my sisters' lives and potentially any of you listeners that want to come on the podcast and share. I believe that this will help us see differences and similarities and have a more robust dialogue. As we make our way somewhat chronologically through my childhood, I know there will be added value in exploring the psychology of development. So I have and will continue to spend time researching. I will provide information from studies and other readings that will help you and I along this journey have a better understanding of just how impactful specific years are in a child's development. As we begin to grow this community and have others bravely share their stories, this connection will help us better understand many of the whys we have asked ourselves over the years. For those of you that have children or plan to, maybe this exploration can help you create an even more supportive environment for your children. Maybe the one you wish you had. So starting off with my mom and my dad, they met at a party when they were 16 or 17. They were pretty big partiers. Alcohol and drugs were a regular occurrence for both of them. This would have been in the early 80s, rock on. My mom told me that while her and my dad were together, she had gotten pregnant and miscarried multiple times, and she also had one abortion. My mom was a competitive dancer, so that, in addition to drugs and alcohol use, likely played a part in her miscarriages. At 20, she got pregnant with me. I'd like to share a recording of my mom telling me this for the first time. So here it goes. Your dad didn't want me to have you, but I insisted on it. 
And that part was so good, I guess. My dad didn't want my mom to have me. That's the first time in my entire life, 35 years of life, that I heard that when my mom got pregnant, my dad didn't want me. And I didn't really know what to think when I heard that. And, you know, after you listen to this podcast, if you've ever been in this situation before or something similar, uh, I would love to talk to you. Um, if you feel comfortable talking to the community about it, visit the podcast Instagram page or email me if you want it to be private. Uh, both will be available in the show notes as always. Um, but that just, it hurt. It hurt in a way that I wasn't expecting it to hurt because I don't even really have a relationship with my dad. Um, but I did want to share the actual audio for that to see if anybody had any emotional response to it themselves. But so moving on, um, as we all know, my mom kept me. I'm here. Thanks, mom. Uh, when my grandparents found out she was pregnant, they kicked her out of the house because it was out of wedlock. I know this is probably not a shocker to the majority or all of this audience. My mom and my dad ended up subletting an apartment in Westland that they eventually got evicted from. And then they found a house in Detroit to live in with my dad's friends. She had a full and healthy pregnancy. Uh, I was the only birth she did not smoke or drink with, or at least that's what she's told me and other people have confirmed. Uh, and I was actually the only full and healthy pregnancy. During her pregnancy, she stayed actively dancing as long as she could. It was one of her favorite things to do. FYI, dance will be something that is brought up often during the life of this podcast as it was an incredibly huge part of my life, so more to come on that topic. When I asked her to record my earlier years, she proudly started the recording with, you were born on September 10th, 1987, eight pounds, two ounces, and 19 inches. I couldn't help but spit my Red Bull out when I listened to it. Like, Mom, we are not doing an obituary or a biography, but hey, it made it into the podcast. My mom said my dad had his good moments, but he drank all the time. And he was an angry drunk. And this is when he became abusive toward my mom. One thing I would like to note here before moving forward is that all of this information was provided by my mom. I have yet to hear my dad's version, as we don't have a relationship. I wanted to make sure you all knew that. And in the rare, and I mean extremely rare, chance that I do get to talk to my dad about my childhood, Maybe he will have a different story to tell. But anyways, my mom remembers one time when my dad was drunk and he dropped me on my head in front of my grandparents. My grandparents said from that day on, he was no longer allowed to be with me unsupervised while I was a baby. And you gotta love overprotective grandparents. My mom and dad continue to have money troubles, as often young parents do. So my mom decided to start bartending instead of serving, being that it typically brings in more money. 
My dad quickly became jealous of the attention my mom was getting. My mom said that this was the beginning of the end to their relationship. My mom said her last straw was when he chose to go on a motorcycle trip instead of be there for my very first birthday. Kind of cute, right? Or childish? Who knows? Shortly after that, my mom left him and took me to live with my grandparents in the trailer park. Through a custody agreement, my dad could see me every other weekend. My mom said he often did not pay child support or come and get me for the weekend visits. I do not know how true those statements are, but that is what she claims. After a few months of living with my grandparents, my mom and my aunt saved up together to get a trailer in the same trailer park a few streets away from them. To earn more money, my mom was working multiple serving and bartending jobs. I spent most of my time with my grandparents and my aunt. My aunt would even take me to work with her at Chuck E. Cheese, and her boyfriend would come up there and watch me while she worked. It was definitely more appropriate for me to be at Chuck E. Cheese with my aunt than it would have been for me to be at a bar with my mom. Because of my mom's continued close relationships at the dance studio, I also spent a lot of time with my mom's, who would soon become my dance, teach, dance teacher. As I began toddlerhood, my mom put me in modeling and dance. These worlds often collided, as most modeling competitions required that the child have a talent. There was no necessary pressure from my mom because everyone saw that I loved the spotlight and being on stage. These were both very expensive extracurricular activities, and so my mom continued to spend all of the time she wasn't taking me to modeling and dance working. At some point, my mom started dating a guy named Ted. My grandparents, my aunt, even my dance teacher had always raved about Ted. How he was the best guy my mom ever dated. My mom said that they were probably right, but she ended things with him because he was too controlling and demanding. From my perspective, in hindsight, she probably needed that. But anyways, I only remember one thing about that guy. It was his parents' house. I've had dreams about it often. I remember going there as a kid for Easter. I remember this huge farm and four-wheelers and getting to go Easter egg hunting in the woods. I remember hoping that one day I could have a house in a yard like that. While my mom was dating Ted, my aunt got pregnant, and on the day of my third birthday party, my cousin Eric was born. This will be extremely important to remember later on in the podcast, as there will be a lot of episodes that involve Eric. We spent a lot of our childhood together, so much so that we consider each other more brother and sister than cousins. I love you, cuz. Eric being biracial and me being white played a huge role in the family dynamic and how differently our environments treated us growing up, among other things. So hold that piece of information close for later. Shortly after my mom broke things off with Ted, Eric's dad was shot and killed. I was four and Eric was one. My mom and aunt were both going through very big life changes, and my mom began stripping and partying. A lot. Something I found interesting is when I asked my mom to share as much as she remembered about that time, she claimed that shortly after she broke, uh, she broke things off with Ted, she met Joe, which is my sister Chelsea's dad. The truth is, it was over two years ago, almost three. So my mom cannot recall anything that happened in our lives during that time, the time where she was stripping and partying a lot. 
Keep that in mind also for future episodes. So that is about all the information I was able to gather from my mom and my aunt about the first few years of my life. I think it provides enough context for what lies ahead. I was an only child for the first few years. I was the first grandchild. I was spoiled. I was put on a pedestal and put in anything that got me the attention my mom so often craved. Before we end this first episode, I wanted to make sure that I highlight one life change my dad made during my childhood. Despite me being too young to remember it, it was a story my grandparents would always tell me. When I was almost three years old, I had my first severe asthma attack that landed me in the hospital for several days. When this happened, my dad was too drunk to come and visit me. According to my mom and my grandparents, this scared my dad so bad that on my third birthday, he started going to AA and got sober, and to my knowledge, has been sober ever since. Even though I have never had a real relationship with my dad, part of me has always felt partially and proudly responsible for my dad getting sober. So dad, on the very unlikely off chance that you figured out how to use podcasts, and find yourself stumbling upon mine. Know that I do love you, and I am so very proud of you. I always have been, and I always will be. Thank you for being on this journey with me. I will be back in a week with the next episode. In the meantime, if you have any follow-up questions, suggestions, or anything else on your mind, please send me an email or DM me on Instagram. Contact information, as always, will be provided in the show notes. Have an amazing week, and I'll see you next time.